This is an RNZ podcast. Dunedin. Dunedin. There you are. Standing are by you... a landmark just for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and you're in the octagon there, aren't you? I am, I am. And it is it is brisk. Yeah, I can but see. But I'm here for you. Thanks so much. The southern is just cutting through. Oh, yeah. So it makes you feel alive. Let's talk about... Uh, did you have a conversation with Scott Morrison overnight? That was Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and TVNZ breakfast host John Campbell after seven last Tuesday morning in one of the regular round of news media interviews the Prime Minister does every Tuesday. And last Tuesday, all of her interviewers seemed to know that she'd also had a chat to her Aussie counterpart the night before. I have exclusive new details of the developing drama around the two Bledisloe rugby tests set down to be played in New Zealand. The Aussies want outs. They don't want to come to New Zealand. You probably know that already, but it's now so serious that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern hit the phones last night to talk directly with Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. And Duncan Garner's supposed scoop on that was not as exclusive as he would have you believe. On News Talk ZB, Mike Hosking had had the same heads up. And uh, the Prime Minister is on. Now, guess what I know? They're going to announce today that they are changing mm. the quarantine mm. criteria for the Wallabies. You're joking. No. And as we heard, John Campbell at TVNZ also had that tip-off about Jacinda Ardern's captain's phone call to Scott Morrison. Now, her chat last Tuesday morning with John Campbell on TVNZ Breakfast, though, was a bit of a subpar session as it turned out, but not because of that cold wind that was whistling through the octagon. Jacinda Ardern's earpiece was cutting out the questions, and then this. And regardless of the timing that we're in at the moment, that is still the criteria we're applying. So if you're basing your decisions, oh my giddy aunt. You know, next, Robbie Burns will get up and start wandering around and shouting. And in the same spot soon after for the AM show on three, it wasn't just the bells, but also the birds. Um, you just said that. Did I just hear this correctly? I mean, can Very you get rid of them? Can you get rid of them, Jacinda? Is there some way you can get rid of the seagulls? It's a real problem. And there's no problem with the wildlife, is there? Just... I hope they don't get poo-poos. Anyway, Prime Minister, you You're just said... You're lucky that you didn't get the bells. I've... Oh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, could you walk on water just to the left there as well, please? Um, Prime Minister, I, I was going to say to you, this might be... Better. Now there, the Prime Minister was trying to answer Duncan Garner's question about the upcoming cannabis referendum, but the first thing her questioners all wanted to know about last Tuesday was whether the Wallabies would be coming round to play at our place. Have you been on the phone to Scott Morrison last night? Oh, I did have a quick catch up with him last night, which I should I should put out. Not unusual for us. We do we do talk quite often. Did you talk about the Bledisloe Cup? Yeah, I I just wanted to make sure that he was aware. I was just made aware last night that there were a few little rumblings um, around the arrangements that we had in place. Now, rumblings about the rugby was putting it mildly. In July, Sanzar said it had hoped to host the four-team rugby championship tournament here, but the Friday before last, they said it will be in Australia instead. Critics claimed it was our stricter quarantine controls that our government insisted on here that made New Zealand's pitch an offer that Sanzar could only refuse because Australia was offering a much looser arrangement. But Jacinda Ardern said the conditions were reasonable and she blamed Sanzar politics for the big tournament going across the ditch. Last Monday on News Talk ZB, Mike Hosking accused her of sliding out alternative facts under the clever cloak of it being a Friday and he wasn't going to fall for it. Traditionally, the bad news days for governments on the understanding that people forget stuff over the weekend. Well, for me, no such luck. The damage, as it turns out, is twofold. 
And the second bit is directly attributable to the Prime Minister, who basically made stuff up. Or you can pick another word if you like. And in case you hadn't got the message... At least be honest about it and own it. Don't blame others who aren't to blame. That's just straight up and down dishonesty. When speaking to the PM herself on Tuesday, Mike Hosking said straight up, did you make it up? This is my theories around it. My view is still that we put up a good pitch. So they are theories. There's nothing tangible. I just haven't heard anything oh, tangible you? about Sansar politics outside of broadcasting and possibly some money. Yeah, of course, of course, Mike, there is constantly politics in some of these sporting organisations. Big debates going on about New Zealand's pitches around super rugby and so on. But regardless... Well, after that, Mike Hosking thanked the PM for her time and after a belt of wet-and-forget ads, he hammered her handling of it when she couldn't respond like this. Have you ever heard anything so pathetic in your life? We could have lost the whole tournament. Of course, then again, we might not have. And so everything is predicated on why we shouldn't do something as opposed to why we should. Now, Mike Hosking's main point was, one, he's made a lot on the air lately. What's the point of a good health response to COVID-19 if you can't use it to respond to opportunities like the rugby championship? And that's a fair question, though he wasn't addressing the fact that doing so could, of course, compromise that good health response. When New Zealand Rugby's chairman Brent Impey appeared on ZB two days earlier, he insisted that quarantine laws were the decisive factor in Sanzar picking Australia as hosts and not us. But his answer to this question from Martin Devlin was interesting. Given what the state of the Argentinian team is with six COVID cases, their coach, and also South Africa, as you explained, trying to get up to speed to play, do you still fear that it will, will it go ahead even in Australia? Well, at this stage, the answer to that question is yes. Now, the problem for the South African squad was not so much that they might not be fit for the games, but that they could carry COVID. Hundreds of thousands of South Africans have had it so far, and six of Argentina's rugby squad. Meanwhile, on Tuesday's AM show, the host Duncan Garner was pointing the finger of blame for the rugby championship going across the ditch at a Prime Minister, but not ours. What dirty, bloody, cunning rats those Aussies are. So much for this shared Anzac spirit and shared values in these tough times. First the underarm, now the underhand. New Zealand is family. Oh, thanks, Julia. Julia Gillard, you're right. Now, Julia Gillard is an odd target for that. She stopped being Prime Minister in Australia more than seven years ago. When Jacinda Ardern this week revealed what she called a bespoke arrangement to curtail quarantine for the Wallabies so that this year's Bledisloe test could go ahead here, Critics said this was political chicanery. With one of those tests due on election night, the prospect of seeing it on screen from Australia, along with the rest of the rugby championship, could have been a real vote loser if the government was blamed for that, so the theory went. But in the end, that wasn't an issue as the game will be on Sunday, a full day after the whistle goes on the 2020 election. Sport and politics shouldn't mix, the old loaded slogan says, but when political points are at stake at election time, it certainly does.